Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. And what I want you to understand today as we walk through this is that we're not saying don't have fear. We're saying don't let fear rule us. We're going to experience fear. We're going to experience the emotion and the feeling of fear. Please don't misunderstand if you're like, oh, man, I had this thought feeling. I was nervous that, oh, I'm a bummer. No, you're normal. You're human. Hallelujah. But understand that the fear that's trying to take over is not from God. And he doesn't want you to be over-consumed with that. But it isn't a beautiful thing. Feelings are wonderful. I've said this so many times. It's a good thing. With feelings, when we start feeling fear, it's a good barometer to say, uh-oh, I need to get it back into the presence of the Father. I, uh-oh, I need to check because something's trying to draw me back. I need to get back in and press into his presence. Amen? So when we talk about being fearless... That's really what we're saying. Not fearless, but fearing less every single day. And we can do it as long as we're walking side by side, hand in hand with the Father. Can I get an amen? Because that was pretty good. That blessed me. So we're resuming back to this series. We're getting back, jumping back in. And regardless, I think all of us um, experience fear or the opportunity of fear, regardless of how many times we win in life, Regardless of how many good things go on, we're, fear seems to still be a constant challenge, a battle, if you will, on this side of, of the world, uh, on this side of earth, rather. And uh, no matter how many times it comes, it just seems like it keeps coming back and forth or coming after us and after and after us. Um, I, I want to share uh, a story. It's really a joke. I'm telling you out front so that you can just pretend like it's funny when I share it. Okay, you ready? So there's a story about a boxer who was being pummeled in the ring, okay, by his opponent. I mean, blow after blow, his adversary was leaving him with a bloody nose, swollen eyes, knocked out teeth, and, and basically an enormous amount of pain. The, injury, the, 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 the injured boxer's trainer was trying to encourage the man be, between rounds. He's like, he kept telling him, hey, you're doing great, Butch. Keep it going. You've got him right where you want him. You're, you're really tiring him out. That bum is e- barely even touching you. To which the boxer responded, then you better keep your eye on that referee because somebody is slaughtering me here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that courtesy laugh. And I wonder if fear is not like that. It was like, I, pastor says, yeah, we're going, we're good. The Bible says, yeah, it's good, good but why do I feel like I'm being pummeled here? There is that truth, and we can't ignore it. But thank be to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, it does not establish who we are or whose we are, and we can rise above it. Amen. And so maybe maybe poor Butch there, you know, that's losing the fight in that realm can't handle it. But guess what? We can because we win the fight. I read the end of the Bible, and it says we win. Yeah. Right. Amen? Yeah. Doesn't mean that we're not going to walk through stuff doesn't mean that we're not going to have to fight. And that's really what I want to talk about today. 
I want to talk about the fight. The fight that we battle. The fight of fear that comes up when it tries to come up. That we can, we can see, we can recognize, and we can tell it where to go. Amen? So let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Let's just go before the Father today as we seek his face. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. God, we thank you for being God. For being a living God. God, we thank you for being all-powerful and almighty. We thank you, Father, for God, not only that's sovereign and mighty, but it's loving in that you've, re- you've revealed and you've shown and you've, you, you've given an opportunity to have relationship with you. Father, we, we, we dive into that relationship today and we see the benefit of that, that is we can conquer fear when it tries to tackle us through your word, through your promise, and of course, only through Jesus. Father, I ask that this morning as we talk and we, we share this truth, that Father, what is shared today is something from you alone. I ask you, Father, to disconnect from my own understanding, but we would connect to your rhema word and have an aha moment of your spirit and your power in our hearts and our minds today. God, help us that we continue to seek through the truths to pull that gem, to pull that jewel that you are and that you want for us. Father, we ask this in the name of Jesus. We love you and we praise you. And everybody said, Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Our, our foundational scripture, of course, is found in 2 Timothy. It's probably the, you know, the hoorah of all fear messages or lack of fear messages. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I, I like to establish that so we understand. Okay? And we can get into the context of it, but I want you to understand this. I want you to understand the truth that fear, the fear that, that tries to paralyze us, the fear, and, and, and maybe I should make sure that I'm checking this out right so we make sure. When I talk about fear, what I'm really talking, I'm not talking about snakes and, and uh, uh, bugs and all that, though I don't like that either. Can I get an amen? amen. All right, all right, good. So I'm in a good company. But what I am talking about, when we talk about fear, we're talking about the thoughts of the enemy, the things that try to steal our joy, our peace. And again, I'm not saying that we're not going to experience these things and, fe- and have these feelings, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so I want you to understand that as we look at fear in the context of what we're talking about, the fear that we all know that has paralyzed us at times, that the fear that would stop us from trying to seek the Father, the fear from what ifs. Because there's a lot of things that come against us that I don't know really take us out except for what we think they might take us out. Like there's this like thought process of, oh no, I hope this, I hope this, what if this, and what if this, and what if that. And all of the while, the enemy's like, <laughs> I got him. And what happens in those thought processes, when we, when we live in that and we let that rule in us, then we'll begin to, let it, the enemy doesn't have to defeat us, we'll take ourselves right out of the game. Because we're so concerned, like, what if, and what if, and what if, and what if, and yes, we will see failures and heartaches and challenges and promises. 
That's why God says so many times, over and over and over again, 365 times, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Because I got you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to walk with you. And so when we talk about fear, when we're looking at fear, I'm trying to tell you that that kind of fear, that kind of fear that, that brings us and brings us um, to close in, that fear is from the enemy and it's not truth. It's a facade. It's an image that the enemy tries to put up so that we'll pull ourselves out of the game, or the fight, if you will. Can somebody say amen? So like I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I'll, I'll kind of get a, a picture, paint a picture a little bit. It's just like a magician. A magician's tricks or his whatever his illusions are that. They're illusions. They're not truth. There's no one being sawed in half and then come back together again. It's illusion. There's, there's no one that like, whoop, they're gone. It's not true. There's, not, there's no such thing. But the enemy will, like, like that magician, the enemy will try to make something that's not true look true. And, and the enemy, like a magician, will try to manipulate our perception, our understanding. And this is the schemes of the enemy. Now, if you're a magician, I'm sorry. I'm not telling you that you're the devil or anything. I'm just saying that the, image, the understanding of that is that it's like what the enemy does to us. See, the Bible's clear. He's, he, the, the word of God is truth, and he says we're more than conquerors, that we're going to make it through. When Jesus told his disciples when they got into the boat, he said we're going to the other side. Jesus meant we're going to the other side. But there was a fear that came up. There was a storm. There was a challenge that came up. But it didn't change what God said or what Jesus had declared. The truth was still they were going to get from one side to the next. But they did face this obstacle, this facade that was trying to tell it that it was more powerful than what Jesus had said was going to happen. Are you following me today? You understand that that's how fear works. The end of the story, in case you don't know, they got to the other side. In fact, Jesus spoke to that thing and said, peace, be still. He spoke to it and said, it's gone. And so guess what? You have that same authority in Christ Jesus to be able to do that. Amen? Amen. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Long before we get out of the locker room, we're talking about fighting. Everybody put your dukes up. Is this right, Pastor? He's, he's the, is this how you do it? I'm a lefty, so I, I kind of lead with my... Is that how I'm supposed to do it? Okay, good. Thank you. <clears throat> so I want everyone to put your dukes up. Because this is what we need to do. We need to remind ourselves that through the power and the promise of God, we're in a fight. But we're going to win the fight. Isn't it cool to know I'm going to win the fight before I get in the ring? Amen. Amen? Right. And so that's what really God was saying. And so before, before we get in the ring... How many know that there's a, there's, a, there's a locker room time? There's a time in the locker room before, before you go actually to fight where a, a coach or someone would help kind of to, to build you up and to get you prepared for what you're about to fight. They often will watch film, watch a fighter's previous fights and kind of get some idea. And so that's what I'm really hoping to do. We're going to back up a little bit in this series. And I want to 
hopefully give you some locker room information today to kind of help encourage us to kind of get us back to what God has called. So we're calling today's uh, series or the, the message today, The Fight. Somebody say The Fight. All right, so we're ready. we got our dukes up. we ready. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Somebody say, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. That's, that's what God's call is. And it's through Christ, of course, that we can fight. Amen. And we can understand and see that. All right. So here is the passage. I need you to turn to Ephesians. If you have your Bibles or electronic devices, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. This is our going to be our context main passage for today. It's, it's only the references there, so you have to look it up. And I did that on purpose because I want you to lay eyes on this. I need you to, to, to highlight it and circle it in your Bible and underline it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 13 I'm going to wait until I hear some shuffling of pages so I know we're, we're getting there because I want us to make sure we're able to do that. Chapter 6, Ephesians. We're going to start in chapter or uh, verse 10 and look at verse 13. Finally, somebody said finally. finally. Some of you are saying finally, Pastor, you reading this thing. Okay, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of weaknesses, wickedness, and in heavenly places. Verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Uh, I want to read just verse 12 in the message translation. It's a commentary kind of uh, translation. and But I appreciate how it reads this. It kind of helps me feel a little pumped up. It says, This is no afternoon athletic contest we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life and death fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. So understand the intensity of the fight that we're talking about today. And you're like, well, that's not very encouraging. I, I need you to be fully aware of the onslaught of the enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. So that we can take that enemy and say, all right, come on. I got you. Right? We can't be wimpy like, oh, I hope it's going to be okay. I don't think there's really a fight. There is a fight that we're going to fight. But we've been given what we need to be given to be victorious. Amen? Amen? And so we got to get this. we got to understand this. The spirit world is very real. And the fight that we're talking about is in the spiritual realm. In fact, I'm going to so, go so bold to say it's more real than the world. Even though we don't feel it or we don't think it, it's truth. God is a spirit being. God is spirit. He is the Holy Spirit, he is all of that, and it existed before earth was created, before circum- before natural was uh, uh, developed, God was spirit, and the spirit in the heavenlies. And he placed his spirit on the inside of each one of us. Now I hope I'm pumping you up, because I want you to get, grasp this. And we are first and foremost, of course, we're, I want you to know this, because 
need us to understand this first and foremost because of the spirit of life that he gives us so we can have breath is that we were spirit being first. So that's the real us. Now some of you are like, what? We'll get it. It's okay. And of course, when I talk about the spiritual realm, Hollywood does a good job of glamorizing and depicting this cosmic force, this, this clashes often between good and evil as if it's equal. Talk about a facade. Talk about a lie of the enemy. Talk about a non-truth. And often it glamorizes the power and the strength of the, dare I say, the dark side. But every time, light dispels darkness. Every time. That means, without a shadow of a doubt, that darkness has to flee at light. And light always kicks out darkness. So with my, I'm not the smartest individual in the world, but what I figured out is that must mean that light is more, much more powerful than darkness. Amen? Voila! Let's close. No, I'm just kidding. Because we could stop there and get that if we just got that alone. But wait, there's more. That wasn't an advertisement to it. Okay. I want to I share with you what the reality of the spirit is a little bit in the world, spirit world and the battle we're fighting. We can look in scripture and find some insights to this. Um, the Bible tells us of a time in Daniel, in the book of Daniel. And Daniel himself was praying to God but was not receiving an answer to his prayers. Anyone ever felt that way before? Okay. All right. So he's not receiving an answer to his prayers and an angel came to him and explained the delay in terms of spiritual warfare. And I want us to get this. I want us to grasp this. Remember, the spirit is more real than the world itself. And understand that in Daniel chapter 10, this is what it says, verse 12 and 13. It says, and then he said, don't be afraid. I love it because the, the angel came to Daniel. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day, listen, since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. Again, we could just rest in that, and that would really change a lot of our lives if we got the full revelation. The very first day, the very first time, it was heard. He says, I have come in to answer in answer to your prayers, but for 21 days the spirit prince of, king, of the kingdom of, the, of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of, uh, of the kingdom of Persia. Now, this sounds really soft and easy, like, oh, I left him. No, what it's saying is I kicked him in the tail and got him out. Of, and I, I superseded it by the power of God over this thing. And so I'm here to share the truth. This is the picture of the power of God in the spiritual realm that you have access to as a believer. Oh man, I thought that was going to go over much better because I was like, whoa, in my office. I was like, yeah. I could hear the Rocky thing. Dun, 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 dun. You know, I was like, ding, ding, ding. You know, it's one. 
All right, maybe that was just in my head. Yeah, it's okay. But there's some awesome truth there. Some amazing things. And so let's look at the handout. If you have your handout, let's, let's look at some of these uh, points that we're going to look at today. We're winning the fight of fear in our life. Number one, this is the number one we have to remember. Number one is this. Remember where your strength comes from. you got to remember where your strength comes from. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, be strong in the Lord in His mighty power or in the power of His might. Don't go fight a battle without Him. We say that again. Don't go and fight the battle without Him. We're not strong enough. Not in our own right. Not in our own power. We're, 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 and, and, and we're not... And let me say it this way. We're not in the fight in our own power, in our own strength. We're fighting according to God's strength and His ability. Isaiah 40 says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 says it best. That, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insult and hardship and persecutions and difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. That's not human understanding. That's spiritual truths. When I'm weak and I call to the Father, I'm like an eagle soaring above it. Not not experiencing it, but not being affected by it. Does that make sense? The second one, we'll jump right in. The second one is this. The second point is this. Listen, we got to remember who our opponent is. Now, I elaborated, I, I talked about this a little bit already. Remember who your, opin- your opponent is and know his tactics. Now, I already said this. Darkness is weaker than light. Right? And I need us to know because if we're not thinking human and we're thinking spiritual, we need, to, we need to do this when it comes to our opponents. Because it's so easy when we're fighting this fight and we're getting in it, it's so easy to put a face to somebody. And the enemy loves it when we accuse others of what he's doing in our life. Listen, God bless you, but your, your, your wife is not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your, your boss, your co-worker is not your enemy. Your political stance is not, and your against is not your enemy. Listen, we have an enemy, yes, but it's not natural. We have an enemy that, that puts on a facade in front of others to make us point blame so we don't call against what he's doing. And now we're pointing our fingers, sorry, pointing our fingers, at people rather than the source of the problem. And when we do that, listen, if I'm in a fight, Pastor, when you're in a fight and you have an opponent in front of you and you start punching the, the side of the ring, are you going to win that fight? You're supposed to say no. It's 
It's okay. He didn't. He didn't hear me well. If I'm, if my opponent's like get ready to hit me, and I'm like, all right, I got you, and I start swinging this way, and he's going boom, boom, boom. Oh, that hurt. Um, and that's sometimes what we do. I, I, I know it sounds funny, but we do that when we start blaming other people. We start looking at other people as the problem. When the all of the long, it's the enemy. He's the one, and, and the Bible says, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's the enemy that comes. It's not the person. And so now, listen, if we're not fighting the right opponent, we're not going to win the fight. Amen? You catching it? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Not the people. The wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I was almost going to put somebody's name in there. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the dark age, against spiritual hosts of weakness in heavenly places. It's not the people, it's the enemy. And again, why is this important? Because we're fighting the fight that's not getting anywhere because we're looking at the wrong opponent. The Greek word for wiles is is the word methode, and it means cunning or arts or deceit or trickery. So the wiles enemy is a cheat. He's a cheater. Cheater, cheater, liar, liar, pants on fire, kind of thing. And you're like, well, why do you keep saying? Because it's not real. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's a fake. It's a facade. It's something to try to give us the perception of something that's not truth deceits deductions and lies are all the powers of the enemy it's a punch it is a, it's a constant punch of the enemy but it's withstandable because all we have to do is turn and face the right opponent and light dispels darkness first peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 says be self-controlled. Be alert. Your enemy, the devil, not people, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It says resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. That's another important part. We're not alone on this thing. And the enemy, he's out to deceive people into thinking that his way, the enemy, is stronger or bigger than God, which is a lie. Can I get an amen? amen. Number three is this. Number three is remember who's in your corner. So we know that the, opponent, the right opponent, now we know who's backing us up. And Dara said, he's, he's, what's the, the word say? He's ahead of us, he's behind us, he's before us, he's beneath us. Remember who's on your, in your corner. It's kind of like if you imagine, listen, we're not in this fight alone, it's kind of like a tag team and God's cool and he's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. But we need to tag him in. 
Um, I grew up in the 80s. Had the mullet, looking good. And and that was the time. Thank you, honey. She she agreed with me. I don't care what y'all think. <laughs> but there was a time when the uh, the, the WWE was that it WWE WWF that's what that back in the yeah and there was Hulk Hogan and there was uh, Andre the Giant and there was all of these and they would have these uh, I know wrestling's not real by the way I just said but but they would have these matches and they would team up sometimes you team up you're like I never thought these people would team up. And it was so funny because they would team up and there were times when they, the enemy would try to hold them back so that they couldn't tag <laughs> their help. And they're like getting smashed and folded in half and all of this stuff. And they're like, Arr! and I think sometimes I almost think God's like, can you come on, tag me in. Remember whose power we get to fight with and in. Remember the authority of who God is in us and for us. Amen? So tag him in. Don't wait. Don't wait to tag him in until you're busted and broken, depressed. Tag him in. I kept thinking the whole time they're doing this rather I'm like, you know, before you were thrown over the ropes three times, it would have been a good idea to hit your partner to come on in. And I think we do that sometimes. We, you know, we, the, the joke, well, let's come to prayer now. And that's our number one weapon. That's our number one tool. That we have direct connection with the Father. And all I got to do is say, God, He's like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you. I'm ready to fight your battle. Amen? Amen. So we got to remember who's in our corner. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 says, God disarms the principalities and the powers that were raged against us. And made bold, a bold display, a public example of them in triumphing over him and in the cross. You hear that? So God not only going to help you, he's going to make a public example of the enemy for others to see how big and how awesome he is. Amen? Amen. Jesus is in our corner. Amen. We're not fighting alone. He's our advocate. 1 John 2 says, Dear children, I write this so that you will so that you will know the will sorry, I write you this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Amen. Jesus is our ad, is our intercessor. Romans chapter 8, verse 30. For uh, the last section of that says Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God interceding for us. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 24 and 25. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Guess what? That's you. You're them as a believer. He's on our, he's, tag him in. Let's tag him in. He's on our corner. Amen? Amen. All right, number four, because we're getting tired. The last one here is this. Not only are we tagging him in because we know he's in there. Listen, you've already been tagged. Remember who's been tagged the winner. 
you've already been tagged the winner in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. 1 John 4, 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, somebody say me, me. is greater than the one that's in the world. Amen? Amen? John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. We overcome. Remember, he's tagged you with Christ's name as the winner of this thing. It's good to know when you go into the fight, wait, I'm already the winner? All right, cool. I don't have to wonder, man, I hope I make it. We know we make it. I said, we know we make it. Because God said it. And I said before, he's the truther. Sorry. I always like to have Heather cringe. The grammar. The only way a spiritual power can defeat us as a believer is if we cave, quit, or give up. And that's what fear is trying to do. That's exactly what we get back to the fear. That's exactly what fear is for. It's like a, he throws it out there. And it's just, imagine, he throws it out there and he tries to make it look like a big mountain, but in reality it's just a little rope. We can drive right over it. But the facade is, listen, I can't, I can't, I can't get past that thing. And so we quit. And so the enemy's like, man, that was easy. All I did was throw a little fear. All I did was throw a little thought of what ifs and challenges. And we, we, and we let the enemy win. We let him win a fight that we've already been declared as we are the winners. Does that just make you mad? Say, what, devil? You are such a punk. This is the truth of God's word for us. Fear is a facade for us to pull ourselves out of the game. But I got a good news for you. God's in our corner cheering us on. Jesus already came. His power already resides in us. We don't have to go get anything. We've gotten all we're going to get. And it's more powerful than we even understand at times. We are able, because of Christ Jesus, to do more than we can ask or imagine. He's able to do that in us, through us, and for us. Amen? You're ready for the fight, right? Amen? Let's stand up. Let's close with that. In case you didn't hear it today, God says you are the winner. In case you didn't hear it, God said, you are the winner. Now, I know. 
You know, Sunday mornings are easy to feel like because we're, we're together, drawing, and like, yeah, I'm the winner. Then Monday morning, 5 a.m., oh, I'm the winner. I get it. I get it. But you're still the winner. And I'm so thankful that God's not responsive or is not, is, is not held back by the way we feel. And there's this amazing key that we've been talking about all day today that we can just say, all right, God, I'm going, even though I don't feel it. He's like, I've been waiting for you to tag me in because I didn't want you to be doing this alone. I wanted to walk with you. I wanted to hold your hand. I wanted to carry you I have to. I want to be your God. I want to be your Abba Daddy. I want to be the one that you can call on and trust in because I can handle it and I created you for that purpose. Don't go it alone. Invite me. You are a winner in me. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m., or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.